she read somewhere that cats like need to be like their toys need to be like cycled through mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. i don't know probably like yahoo news like that, that's her <laughs> that's her primary news source it is <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Take a Moment, a Bachelor podcast. For Paulina's friends, I'm Annalise. And for Annalise's friends, I'm Paulina. Paulina, we made it through this two-night, two-week finale. (laughs) Did we make it unclear? Physically, yes. Mentally, less so. (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Uh, What were your thoughts overall about, first, the finale, and then, secondly, the season as a whole? The finale felt chaotic, mm-hmm. but not in an enjoyable way, mm-hmm. just in a, like the rest of the season, it felt like they were trying to get a lot, but then they focused on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And my queen Gabby didn't get the attention she deserved. I know. Right. Um, like I... I appreciate that they gave Rachel the opportunity to kind of have a redemption story after what happened with Clayton at the end of last season, but it really just took away from Gabby's chance to truly shine as a bachelorette, and that is really disappointing. I also feel like the way the finale was edited, the way the whole, like, hometowns on was edited and the way that the stuff that happened was split across the episodes it was super confusing it made it very hard to follow there was one week where we didn't get a rose ceremony at all and it was only available online like something about the way this season was produced especially the back half of the season just really did not feel conducive to getting to know any of the people or what was actually going on or stuff like that in my opinion yeah I feel like truly I couldn't tell you anything about anyone not about Gabby Rachel any of their men or even brother Palmer like I couldn't even tell you something about him (laughs) we learned that he speaks French this year so that's that's true that was something we learned what were your thoughts on the season as a whole um season as a whole I think you and I both had pretty high hopes for this season Mm mm-hmm because it was two people we really liked mm-hmm. from the season before. Hearing about the cruise ship, I thought that was the main exciting thing that mm-hmm. they just like did not utilize at all. Right. So I feel like it just felt like we were drawing the short stick every week. Like everything looked like it could get better and then it, it continued to not. That's the worst kind of hope, the kind that is immediately dashed. <laughs> But continuously, I was like, oh, this is the week it improved. This is the week I get to know the guys. Or this is the week that I get to see Gabby's relationship, like, get a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And they instead it was like, here's Meatball pouring sauce on himself again. Right. The show is just, like, gaslighting us almost. And I know that that word is overused and misused especially when it comes to things that happen on this goddamn show but I really feel (laughs) gaslit by the show here (laughs) it is an overused word but I think it's appropriate in this way like the way they talked about the season and the way they advertised it and Mm -hmm. tried to make it seem like oh like we've got we've got so much more happening because there's two bachelors but we had what felt like less dates less ceremonies yep we had less of everything but we had two people right because each one of them in the early weeks they only each got one one one-on-one date so each one automatically got like half as many or two-thirds of the normal amount of dates that they would have yeah I don't know so my thoughts on this season were that I felt continuously underwhelmed mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on this season Annalise I agree with you I also felt like my hopes were built up and then immediately just you know completely demolished with just <laughs> this and with the stupidest shit you know like 
it wasn't even like they were attempting to do something cool and creative and it just wasn't quite there. It felt like there were times where no effort and no thought were put into it. And that was what really frustrated me. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think that there are some things from this season that are worth revisiting in a future season. I really liked seeing the friendship between Gabby and Rachel develop. So I'm not even opposed to them doing a two lead season again in the future. I think that's something that Gabby and Rachel have both said in interviews that I really agree with is they need to be strategic about who they pick. So not like Caitlin and Britt who weren't really good friends when they had the men Mm -hmm. vote for them in like 2015 or whatever, but people who will prioritize their friendship over everything else. I think it makes for a really beautiful friendship that we got to watch unfold. And I thought that was really cool. Cruise ship, definitely bring it back. Definitely actually show us the activities on the cruise ship. I think you said last week, like Mm -hmm. do a date on the ship, you know? (laughs) Have a pool party date on the boat. Exactly. But no, apparently we need to go to a mystery uh, tulip field in Amsterdam instead. Um, Overall, just a really disappointing season. And I think the biggest takeaway I got from it is they really need to actually screen these people and pick people to participate in the show who, number one, are ready for a serious relationship. And number two, just don't have all of these skeletons in their closets. Mm-hmm. And what we know from already getting Zach's girls list is that they're, they clearly haven't done that and they haven't taken that to heart. Um, if any of our listeners want uh, an inside scoop, please DM me for further information. <laughs> oh, Paulina's holding her information hostage. Paulina has connections to what, three of the women on this season? Mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive makes no sense to me <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't think we necessarily need to do a scene by scene breakdown of the two episodes that we saw but there were some overarching themes that I thought would be good mm-hmm. to discuss the first of which is how do you feel about Zach's sudden bachelor edit do you think that there were enough early season moments to draw from that him being the lead makes sense or do you feel like they kind of tried to throw together a compelling storyline at the last minute I don't think Zach made sense for Bachelor yep and I'm a Zach fan like (laughs) I told you like I was like sign me up but Mm -hmm. I didn't sign up in time how rude but Because normally this wraps up in July and not, you know, the week before filming starts for The Bachelor. Otherwise, I would have nominated you. I know. But I was like, I'm a Zach fan. And like, I don't think he's cut out to be Bachelor. I think they chose him because they know they can manipulate him to doing whatever. And because he's younger, they can get younger girls, which Mm -hmm. creates more petty drama. They're looking for like a Colton Underwood season drama. Mm-hmm. But like, Zach's not going to jump a fence. Look at that man and tell me he's going to jump a fence. I think he might yell for the first time in his life. I forgot that was something he said. That was another <laughs> reason I, I fell in love with him because I also can't really yell, so. It does, it does take a good amount of um, encouragement from chapter advisors to get you to yell. <laughs> And like exclusively while teaching us chants during recruitment. <laughs> and that was just, that was just me putting on an act as <laughs> chant leader. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a time. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that this is a bad choice for a number of reasons. And I think I heard through the zeitgeist that Nate was offered the role of Bachelor and declined it. And I think he really did get the Bachelor edit. He went pretty Mm -hmm. far. I think he came in like sixth on Gabby's side, um, fifth or sixth. And he came across as very sincere. I think with um, 
the stuff that came out about him dating two women at the same time, I think he probably realized that the scrutiny that he got was only going to get worse if he took on the lead role. So, you know, I think it was probably the wise decision for him to not accept it if he was worried about other things about him coming out or if he just didn't want that much attention. Um, I can respect that. And then I don't really know who else they could choose. Like clearly they were setting up Avon to be the Tyler Cameron role for Rachel. Mm-hmm. Ty- Carney, Tyler, baby Tyler. He's just, he seems much younger than Zach. They're about the same age, but he just comes across as very, very young. And then Gabby's two that she took to hometowns weren't ready to propose. So they're literally only left with Zach if they want to go from this season. Yeah, I think you're right that Nate definitely did get a bachelor at it. Like if they had named him as bachelor, like I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Even with the stuff coming out about his exes, like they gave him a chance to redeem himself at right. mental. And like he's been very active on social media, which is something you'd normally see from people who are getting ready to take on the role that they're mm-hmm. like hyping up the show episode by episode, even if once they've gotten kicked off. That mm-hmm. Zach felt very random yeah and I know that Game of Roses has talked about this pretty extensively but I think part of that is because the show just had so many storylines going on we didn't get to know Zach at all and I think that's part of why it seems so random we learned a lot more about Nate through his one-on-one dates like all we really know about Zach is his parents, his dad made him watch planes when they were kids, which like, if you live in the DC area, that's literally a thing that you can do. Like it's not, it doesn't make you that special, Zach. Um, He has a deep voice and his uncle voiced Gronk in Emperor's New Group. Gronk. Gronk. Gronk, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And he seems like a nice guy. His family seems pretty normal yep he's just like a happy-go-lucky dude right yeah big golden retriever energy big golden retriever energy and I get that part of what makes the bachelor interesting it's more so the contestants who make the season interesting rather than the leads on the bachelor but I would really just like a lead that I feel like I can root for and I feel like I rooted really hard for Matt, but we just didn't know a lot about him because he was pulled from Tyler Cameron's Instagram and not from a season. And I guess I was rooting for Pilot Pete, but like with The Bachelor, they always just kind of appeal to middle America and I'm never that excited about who they pick. So I'd like them to make an interesting choice for The Bachelor in the future. I never really thought about it that way, but you're right. It's uh, like Bachelorette, we're always really rooting for them. Like Mm -hmm. it's a story we're ready to get behind, but Bachelor, like I've definitely been like, oh, I think it'll be this person. I'm excited for it, but Mm -hmm. it's not the same level of it. It really is the contestants and how they interact with each other and the lead Mm -hmm. that makes it exciting. Cause like, Sure, we wanted to root for Clayton. Did we? Right? <laughs> because he was the lead and we that's our role as viewers is True. to root for him, <laughs> to fulfill my job as a viewer. <laughs> but like that season would have been garbage, more garbage than it was if we didn't have people like Gabby or Rachel or right. Susie mm-hmm. with her complicated edit. Also pour one out for Clacy. Uh, they broke up within the last week or so. They're very confusing social media presence, just really made this a surprising thing in my opinion. The Clacy breakup was sad because as I said, it was kind of fun watching them be cringy together. I know, yeah. And they were cringy together like a week ago. So it felt very also random of just like a we were just in Bali and now we're broken up. 
like and they looked like they were having a good time in bali they did like all the coupley photos and stuff like that so r.i.p clacy we hardly knew ye um pauline and i were right which is fun i said <laughs> they'd last between six months and a year and you said one year or forever and they lasted 10 months which i'm rounding up to a year mm -hmm. go us yeah. i'd say we're, we're pretty on on point with it look at us go so back to this season uh let's talk about avon a little bit how did you feel about the way their relationship kind of devolved once he meets her friends and family? I rewatched the Avon and Rachel chaos of the ending literally five times because <laughs> I could not grasp it. I couldn't figure out what I was missing that was making it go so poorly. Right. And I was like, oh, I must not be paying enough attention. Mm -hmm. I have ADHD. That's a pretty common problem for me to have. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> literally rewind. I watched it so many times. I could, at the time, I probably could have recited it back to you. Yeah. Right now, I, I definitely could not. <laughs> and it felt like the way he approached it could have been better. Mm -hmm. Rachel could have worked on her active listening skills a little bit more because mm -hmm. I think she heard that he's not ready for an engagement right at this very moment but he sees it getting to that point she heard not the word not and her she shut down and she yep. ran with it yep I agree and then Avon instead of kind of listening to that concern and being like tell me what's bugging you about this so mm -hmm. I can explain it in a way that makes sense to you. It was just like, Rachel, that's not what I'm saying. And she's like, right. those are the words you literally just said. And then it was, we got nowhere. Uh -huh. I agree. I think his concerns about getting engaged and being ready to propose to her are very valid, especially considering that his parents are divorced. So he's definitely got a pretty... I don't want to say a unique lens because lots of people have parents who are divorced, but he's got a very specific lens that he's working through when it comes to relationships, engagement, marriage, stuff like that. And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like they just kind of kept saying the words, the same words to each other. Neither one of them tried to explain things in a different way. Avon just kept on saying, I'm at a point in my life where I could get engaged and I see you as my future, but I don't know if I'm ready to propose to you right now. And Rachel just kept on saying, why didn't you tell me this? Why did you say in the fantasy suite that you were ready to get engaged? And like, it just, I felt like I was going insane because they literally, it wasn't even just talking in circles. They just kept on saying the same thing over and over and over again and hoping somebody would figure out what the other one meant. Why do you think I had to watch it five times and I could probably <laughs> recite it back because there were no new words said. They were exactly, exactly. Because you're right, it was just him being like, she would go, why didn't you say, why did you say you were ready for an engagement in the fantasy suites? And then now you're saying you're not. He's like, I am at a point in my life that I'm ready for an engagement. I just don't know if that's in three days. Right. In the time of my life, yes. The week, no. <laughs> Fair, very fair distinction if you ask me but if um, he had said it like that then maybe she would have understood but he right. just kept saying the same words again exactly exactly I will say though even though they didn't do a great job of trying to explain their view in a different way to each other I feel like the way they were disagreeing was really healthy like Avon was very patient with Rachel. She wasn't, she was getting frustrated, but not like she was neither shutting down nor getting super riled up. I feel like they communicated in a constructive way, at least. And I, I'm hoping Avon has gone to therapy after this show. I know Rachel has, I think like working with a therapist would help them with communication as well. So I can see, I think the foundation is there for them to be a successful couple. And if that's what they want to do, I think that they're a better match than she and Tino are. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think they did have like a good way of like disagreeing. Mm-hmm. Once they figure out communication styles mm-hmm. slash how to use synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> Buy them a thesaurus. <laughs> then I think they could work. I don't know if they could work right now because I think yeah. there's still too much pressure like show wise yep. for them to really get through that and without like even feeling a, like a rebound or yep. I think they need like some time just like maybe being friends and then like yeah they could come together later I did I sent did send you a funny tweet I saw that was like <laughs> now that Clayton and Susie have broken up <laughs> Rachel and Clayton get back together Rachel please don't <laughs> don't do it <laughs> I think she would rather die than do that but like remember when he put her in the car and she said I can't believe you're putting me in this car and she is sobbing she has no makeup left on her face she is completely distraught she's telling him that he's gonna regret it and he is just deadpan no emotion how could I forget seared into my brain um but I think her and Avon did make more sense Mm -hmm. And I think she knew that too. I think if mm-hmm. he had been ready to propose, actually, I think she still would have chosen Tino because homegirl loves her red flags. <laughs> <laughs> I was so surprised by the way she was talking about Avon to her family. Like the way she was explaining how she felt about him and the comfort that she felt when she was with him and the fact that when she was stressed, she wanted to talk to Avon. Girl. That's who you're supposed to pick. But she was so tunnel vision for Tino because she thought that they were the most compatible that she couldn't even hear herself. Yeah, and I think it was just, I mean, I think even her parents probably liked Avon better too. Like, yeah. And it's not to say that like Tino's the world's worst human being or anything. Objectively, he is not. (laughs) Like, take away the circumstances of the show like it's not like he's a horrendous human being he's mm-hmm. an annoying human being but yeah Avon looks like an angel compared to him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looks like he should be floating on top of water right and I I understand why Rachel broke up with him when she did because when presented with two options she has a steady love that's still in the process of growing Avon had only said that he was falling in love with her and that he could see a future with her versus Tino who told his parents you know if this goes the way I want it to I'm going to propose in two weeks tells her that he loves her it seems like Tino is the more sure option plus she has stronger feelings for Tino at this point than she did for mm-hmm. Ava. So I think it makes sense. I think that you should go for the more realistic guy and the guy who makes you feel safer. And the way that she was explaining her relationship with Avon, that's what it seemed like. But mm-hmm. alas, let's talk about Tino. What are your thoughts? Tino is, from what the show has shown us, a very insecure Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. who projects that by flashing out at times, by acting very jealous. Mm -hmm. He's very stubborn. He doesn't, he thinks the way he thinks and isn't willing to listen to his family or Rachel or anyone else. He's like, I know I'm the one for you, Mm -hmm. you know. I'm the one for you. Uh There's no point in us being here. We Uh could end this right now. And that's just such like a toxic Uh mindset that it was hard for me to watch him a lot Uh of the time. And then his family was super annoying. So I had pretty negative feelings towards Dino by the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think you raise a good point of he is not willing to listen to anybody Um, so after they get engaged and go back to their happy couple visit where they eventually discuss him kissing another girl while still engaged to Rachel, and that eventually leads to 
her breaking off the engagement and ending things with him. The way he was saying so definitively, this is what you said on the phone. And she looked floored and said, that's not what I said. What I said was, I said those words, not in that order. Basically, he says, you said that you wanted to give back the ring and just date. And she says, that's not what I said. I said, if you feel like we need to take a step back and just date, then I would give the ring back. I am more inclined now to believe her side of things after watching him try to do the same thing to her during the live portion of AFR, where he says, look at the screen. You, you literally said that you wanted to give the ring back. And she says, no, this is what I said. And the way that he has interpreted that information is not the words that she said on screen. Mm -hmm. So I think that I agree with you. I think he's very stubborn. I think once he's made up his mind about something like that's it, that's what happened. And kind of like Rachel, he selectively hears things and puts together a sentence that fits his narrative and his interpretation of things. I think Rachel is a little bit more amenable to new information than Tino, but he just got so locked in on we were breaking up and that's why I kissed another girl. However, the other thing about it that made me side more with Rachel than with Tino was she said, if you thought we had broken up, why did you tell me that the first thing you told her was I'm engaged, this can't go any farther? Mm -hmm. Like you can't have it both ways, you know? Yeah, it was, and we know, we both know that there's so much that we don't know for, that happened in that conversation because mm -hmm. they both said it themselves, like there are parts that were cut out, there's things they're not saying. Mm -hmm. there she was like right, oh do you really want to bring this up like we can talk about it but I think it'd be best if we don't mm -hmm. but this obviously wasn't their first time having a fight like this mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you can even call it a fight like I think it's more just two stubborn people really standing their ground and yep and it was like very anyone who's been in like a really unhealthy like relationship had like you know that you know that conversation mm -hmm. <laughs> you know your words getting twisted or just part of it being pulled out and I was like mm -hmm. there are people that are watching this at home that probably would have appreciated a warning like <laughs> right. right absolutely yeah I think I feel like Rachel went into that conversation knowing that she did not want to continue to be with him, but also wanting to hear him out. And I feel like he just went into it unprepared or prepared for the wrong sort of conversation. And everything he did from the minute he walked through the door just made her feel more and more sure that she was, she was out, she was done. I do think, I feel like she had some silent expectations about the conversation and the fact that he wasn't meeting those silent expectations made it worse. But at the same time, if you called your fiance, told her you kissed another girl, changed your story multiple times throughout that conversation to make yourself look better, told her, don't tell anybody. And then the first thing that you say when you sit down is not, I'm sorry. Like, I get why she was upset that he didn't apologize until she said, like, I need you to say that you're sorry. And then he immediately starts crying. Like, what we really need to talk about is him going outside and taking his shirt off, saying he needed to talk to somebody. Who was he talking to? Literally. Why did uh, he need the mic off? Like, what? What? He looked like a sitcom character. The face that he makes as she comes out and they're just shooting her and she goes, what are you doing? And then they literally pan over to him like he's on the office and he mumbles that he's talking. He needs to talk to somebody. Comedic gold, what were you doing, Tino? Who were you talking to? Like, I want to know more about that. I think we should have a follow-up of just dealing with that part portion of it. Absolutely. I think he was calling reality Steve. That's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, we're 
we're going to spread that theory. Because Steve had Tino's side. Steve said that Rachel called off the engagement, but they were still dating. Like Steve's source was from Tino's camp, clearly. Mm -hmm. I think actually it was reality Steve who said this, and I really agree with this take. I think it's fine if you need to take a minute to collect yourself in the middle of an argument and it seems like he has some degree of anxiety or panic attacks or something like that because he literally said at one point I'm not going to panic he was trying to calm himself down Mm -hmm. I think if you need to remove yourself and you don't have anything new to contribute to the discussion when you come back you just kind of go back to hitting the exact same points that I feel like isn't super constructive. And I totally understand why Rachel was getting so frustrated with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like understanding that you need to remove yourself from a situation to kind of like collect yourself makes sense. That's like a pretty mature way of going about things is being like, hey, like I want to have this conversation, but like I need a moment because like I'm overwhelmed or I don't think I what I'm trying to say is coming across the way I need it to like I just need a second, but if you come back and you're like, okay, so back to, let me open my diary. Also, this is a very small thing. Why had, why was that a completely new journal? Why were all of his notes on the first page? Like when I, if I need to write something down, like I have notebooks that already have stuff written in them like I have pre-existing notebooks that I can just grab like why did he buy this notebook for this conversation (laughs) that is a a question only he can answer I have many questions for Tino let's get him on the pod I was gonna say like do you think Tino would go on our pod like I don't think he'll go on the official bachelor pods I feel like he would be more easily approved to go on our pod than literally any other pod because we have 11 listeners <laughs> shout out to all and y'all we love we love every single one of you you we all know, get a rose exactly we know who all of you are and we value each one of you <laughs> um the i will say i think tina was completely in the wrong you can't kiss somebody knowing that you're still engaged to somebody else and then expect the person you're engaged to to be okay with it and to ever trust you again especially if while you're admitting this to your fiance you keep changing your story because you're trying to save face but then when she asks you questions you have to tell the truth I will say a lot of the Tino situation was borderline dystopian when he says, let me out of here, it's very Truman Show vibes. It's very, Mm -hmm. he's being held against his will. And I, I guess he probably wanted to actually leave the first time he went outside for air and they somehow got him to go back into the room. And For that reason, I do feel bad. And I feel bad that they brought Avon out the way that they did. And he just had to turn to Brother Palmer at the end and say like, am I good here? Can I go now? Mm -hmm. Like those, the way that they handled him was very unkind. And I didn't enjoy watching that part of it. Yeah, I think we all know what Tina did wasn't okay. And but. No, you cannot kiss someone else when you are <laughs> engaged in a relationship, mm-hmm. exclusively talking to someone. I don't care what you're calling it. <laughs> what the youths are calling it these you days. You just can't do it and expect it to be moved past. Mm-hmm. It's not a tiny thing. It's a, is yes. it a huge thing? Yes, because why did you feel the need to do something that seemed so unimportant? Right. That was the other thing. He kept, he, he called it a tiny thing when clearly it is not a tiny thing to Rachel. And he knows it's not a tiny thing. Otherwise he wouldn't have downplayed it, changed his story, only come clean when under duress. 
but I agree with you. I don't think they handled once they saw that this was going to be dramatic because they know Tino has a temper. Mm-hmm. Rachel's stubborn. They've been fighting. Things are not well. That they decided they were just going to turn it into like, how can we humiliate Tino? Because continuously. Because at the end of the day, the show needs you to root for somebody. And this time they decided they wanted us to root for the lead. They have not painted Rachel in a very good light this whole season. Neither one of them came across super great during that argument. She has not come across very well in the last few episodes, but at the end of the day, he's the one who cheated. So it's easier to give him a villain edit and build up Rachel as a woman scorned who's you know, now fiercely independent but also may or may not get her chance with the guy she let go Mm -hmm. um one other thing about this and then we can move on to gabby and her racist um the we finally have a timeline of when all of this went down so Reality Steve dropped the nate story on august 9th this was the story about nate dating two women at the same time, not telling one of them that he had a daughter. The conversation that Rachel and Tino had about him kissing another girl happened on August 10th, and it was referring to events that happened in June or July. The scene in the the secret happy couple visit house was filmed on August 11th. So it is, and T, I don't know if it's Tino or his dad who has said this, but somebody in Tino's camp has confirmed that Tino told Rachel because of the Nate report dropping, mm-hmm. Tino was worried that the girl was going to go to the media and tell that story. So that's why he told Rachel. That, in my opinion, makes this whole thing infinitely worse it really drives home to me that he only cared about his image does it change it for you at all or do you kind of feel the same way about it as you did before no I thought it made it a lot shadier that it's not something that like it happened and he told her right away and was like I mean I thought it would have been awful either way but to know that like these conversations were coming up because of like other things getting leaked like doesn't look great for you it, yeah. like it makes it makes it seem locked and it's going to make it because if it had happened and it was just a kiss how did it end up like that. this mm-hmm. it was only a kiss it was <laughs> and, only a kiss like and you had that conversation right away like yeah you could have been able to kind of move past it but the fact that you did this and you thought it wasn't a big enough deal to tell your fiance bingo until you saw that it could come back to bite you in a more public way. Mm -hmm. Right. It really seems like you thought it was a tiny thing that she didn't need to know. And it also makes me wonder, she said like we had that whole weekend and you didn't tell me about it. It makes me wonder how much time they spent together in person, how many phone calls, how many FaceTimes, how many texts they had where he wasn't sharing that this happened. That to me is just really, he doesn't think he did anything wrong. He's only coming clean because he wants to save face. Exactly. And granted, when you, I, to an extent, I understand where he's coming from. He has watched the show. He's familiar with how it works. I'm assuming he also knows if you fuck up enough on the show, you get death threats. And to an extent, I understand him not wanting to get completely villainized for what he did, but there's also a way that this story plays out where he tells Rachel what happened. He explains the issues he's having with their relationship and they work through it and they come out the other side stronger or they have a much more amicable amicable breakup right after it happens. I feel like he just kind of he tried to get ahead of it and he made it mm. that much worse. Yeah. I liked the ring though. 
It was it wasn't a cuter ring than usual. That's like my dream ring. I was watching with my boyfriend and I felt really bad because I was like, oh, that's a perfect ring. And he was like, that that is. I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> You're like, this is for me, not for you. Yeah, th- this is just me talking out loud. And you happen to be here. Uh, both of the rings were really nice. Mm-hmm. They were kind of matching, which I thought was cute. Yeah, they were cute. I liked them. And it like felt fitting for both of them. Yes, definitely. Which like never happens on the show. It I know. It's yeah. like a ring that like never matches the person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like I was looking through a like a people article or an Us Weekly article of like old people's engagement rings. And Caitlin Bristow's ring was not her personality at all. It was like so stuffy and crowded and mm-hmm. you know, it looked like a doorknob. A doorknob. Um, so I feel like we don't need to spend that much time talking about Gabby and Eric because the show literally spoiled what happened. So like all of the buildup about whether or not Eric was going to propose if he was ready for that just got completely thrown out the window because when we see the, the safe house visit, Gabby comes over to talk to Rachel first and yeah, she's literally (laughs) sitting there with her ring, like directly on her face. So like, I have loved watching like little snippets of Rachel and Gabby doing interviews post-show and Gabby mm-hmm. like making fun of it herself she's like she's like and I was just one of those girls who's like oh my god yeah yep just like framing her face being like oh my god what I feel so bad about you and Tino like exactly yeah she I agree she is she's doing a great job of like being self-deprecating about it because that was ridiculous how did they why did they give her the ring before that and why how did that end up in the edit? I don't know. I do feel like Gabby and Eric didn't get to have like a, the finale was so focused on Tino and Rachel's like drama that like we had a couple that is like still together and they were just kind of like, you guys are together. All right, pull up the text and we'll ignore the blackface picture. Right, three-hour finale, but no time to talk about literal blackface. And I was like, it didn't need to be like a super long segment. Like I know that Eric posted and apologized about it, but to not talk about it at all is speaks volumes about the franchise. Yep, for sure. They want it to go away. They don't want to talk about it. They talked about the controversy. That's much easier to discuss and the situation that Gabby and Eric had talked about mm-hmm. before Something it came out that I do still love I know you're not an, an Eric mm-hmm. fan but I do love seeing the dynamic between him and Gabby like watching Gabby just like sit there and just like hit him in the chest my mom was like she's like that man has to have a bruise on his chest but with the yeah. sheer amount of times she just goes this asshole and like wax him and she's like but you know she's doing it lovingly like it's not like the right they're playful and they have a good I think they work well off of each other Mm -hmm. and the fact that he was able to talk to her about those texts yeah so long before I know a lot a couple people I saw online were talking about like oh like what about the text he sent after him and Gabby got together I said that's probably means he had a conversation with Gabby and text the girl being like I feel bad about this yeah and like again being a dumb man didn't realize that that could come off as like you're trying to get her back when in reality he was just being like I feel bad that I was dumb toward with you and like hurt your feelings I read it less as him trying to get her back and more as him trying to like put a lid on it and keep her from talking about it I do firmly believe he went on the show with no expectations and actually did develop very true, Mm -hmm. very strong feelings for Gabby. I think they're a very good match for each other. I think that they balance each other well. Like you were saying, they, she has a, you know, she's a lovable ding that she has, you know, Mm -hmm. fun gal pal energy. And I think that he takes it really well and lets her shine, which I appreciate. I just have no patience for people who, did blackface 10 years ago I -hmm. feel like I want to say that was right around when Julianne Huff did her blackface Halloween costume I think his blackface was a little bit after her blackface like blackface has never been acceptable but we we were having conversations about how it's bad 
around that time. And we talked about this last episode. I wish it were different. We can't change the past. I do wish he had had the opportunity to this is because this is a weird way of putting it but like say the words with his face I know that a big criticism of these Instagram apologies is if it's a written statement it's regardless of how much time you yourself poured over it it always will read like a PR statement that somebody has assembled for you and it's much easier to see that you're genuine and that you understand how serious the situation is if you do a video apology. I know that Ivan and Damar have a podcast together and they talked about that. I know Rachel Lindsay has talked about that in the past. Mm -hmm. So I just wish that we'd gotten the chance to see Eric own what he did and maybe talk about, here's some resources that I found helpful. Here's what I'm planning on doing in the future. You know, I'm still unemployed, so I don't have money to donate to different causes, but. Yeah, because I think uh, like getting to see him apologize would be more impactful than like releasing a state, just like releasing a statement. Mm -hmm. And proud of him for at least doing it as a post and not a story like a lot of other people do. Yep. We take progress in whatever way we can get it at this point. And also recognize that there's always room to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, but even seeing how he handled the like text messages, like seeing his like facial reaction of being like, this is why I was stupid, like mm-hmm. made you believe his apology more. Cause we read those texts and we were like, oh, this is a bad look. Yeah. But watching him ex- like apologize for that and like explain it, like made you believe him and Gabby and that their relationship, they had handled this like they'd handled it within themselves and it would have been nice to see that same sort of thing for the black face yep Jimi Hendrix costume absolutely agree with you 100% it was very clear from the way he took so much accountability and could very specifically talk about why his behavior in those texts was inappropriate it's clear that they've talked through it at least with each other if not with a third party like a therapist or counselor Mm -hmm. or something like that And I want to see the same thing for, you know, cheating is bad, but I would argue that racism is probably worse. (laughs) Um, And I know that a common complaint on the forums is that Eric isn't doing, I think Eric was on Talking It Out this week, but immediately after the show, Eric didn't do any press. So it was up to Gabby to answer all of the blackface questions. And pretty much all she could say was, I wish they had talked about it. I wish we had talked about it on after the final rose. It's something that we are navigating as a couple and we're growing and we're learning and it's making us reflect, girl, you didn't do the blackface. Like, why isn't Eric the one who's being asked these questions? And again, this is something where like, you can't change the past, but I hope if and when Eric gets asked about it, he can answer those questions with the same confidence and clear understanding that he did the, the cheating questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hopeful for him. I think he, it seems him and Gabby have good communication and that I'm hopeful that in the past 11 years, he's learned something about <laughs> how inappropriate it is to do blackface and yeah what are ways he can show that he's not a terrible person essentially I thought it was I thought that Becca Kufrin's very blink and you'll miss it but very targeted Mm -hmm. advice to Gabby having been her literally saying, I was in a very eerily similar situation to you. And all I can say is make sure you're having the right conversations. That I thought was both hilarious and ominous. I hope that Gabby takes that advice to heart. And Mm -hmm. I hope that Eric is more willing to change than Garrett was. Mm -hmm. And he seems more likely to change than Garrett did. I hope so. So I'm hoping 
that he proves me right in this situation. <laughs> and I hope he proves me wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Was there anything that you took away from Zach's intro and meeting the women in the last like half an hour of the episode where we didn't have time to talk about the blackface? Um, it was painfully awkward. Yeah. Um, it is clear that none of these girls knew who the bachelor was going to be. Right. Um, which like reality Steve broke it like a week before so I don't know why you didn't know or why if you know you're selected as one of the few to meet early like why do you not have anything fun planned why are you just staring there why are you just staring at him the Polaroid was cute but I've heard speculation that that was a producer plant like they gave her the idea to do it well, she has a good producer then, and she should continue <laughs> to be friends with them on the shows because yeah. the producers did everyone else dirty because exactly. they were. it was so hard to watch. Zach was uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I do like the fake mansion backdrop. That was mm -hmm. fun because I yeah. did see the picture of, um, I already forgot her name, the girl with the Polaroid. And when they had the Polaroid in front, and I was like, oh my God, yeah. when did they go to the mansion? And I was like, well, it was literally a backdrop that I watched them pull out and like forgot and like that Polaroid came out well like that mm -hmm. was a cute picture um but I was like if anyone else besides her wins like first impression rose from this weird thing I'll be disappointed because she's the only one that like had something fun I wanted the girl who did the airplane bottles with Zach. I was just impressed that they both took that shot like a champ. And it was Jack. Like it was not for the faint of heart. My TV was frozen. So I missed that one. Oh, yeah. That it was, was my mom's favorite too. That was very well done. <laughs> I was surprised that she didn't win, but uh, yeah, I'm just like, I'm not super, this did not make me more excited for Zach's season mm -hmm. I was already not excited for Zach's season hopefully they'll go cool places yeah. like maybe I think they're due to go to South America or Asia again soon but maybe because of I know that Europe and the U.S. have like travel restrictions kind of figured out for each other so I think that's why they keep going back but mm -hmm. yeah we'll see I'm, I'm hoping that his season is entertaining somehow but with that being the first like selection of people it, it seems awkward I am worried for all of them and then the list of girls that's like been released there's already been like so many reddit threads and stuff about like why they're problematic human beings how do you feel about the deep dives that people do on the contestants does it bother you or do you think it's constructive I think both. I think it both bothers me, but it also is constructive. Like, yes, if you're agreeing to go on television, like you're now in the public eye and like people are going to look things up because, and like Bachelor Nation is one of the creepiest groups you can join. Yeah. As a person who's currently recording a Bachelor podcast with you, like, <laughs> like I know it too, but I feel like there's not really a need to go through someone's entire life story mm -hmm. before you've even been introduced to them at the mansion. Like, yeah, I think but that, if production started doing it before, then we wouldn't have to. Right. Problem number one, production, the way that they're doing these background checks is completely insufficient. Like there's no reason why you should have allowed a contestant who had a Facebook post that started not defending Brock Turner, but like that's that to me is unacceptable behavior. I'm to anyone glad. should be unacceptable behavior to yes. anyone. Should be exactly. Yes. Unacceptable. If you disagree with that statement, please log off. <laughs> yeah. And go go talk to somebody and go touch some grass, please, because just know um, she is not going to be on the show. I did see right before we started recording, she posted a very thorough apology, which, you know, that's all you can ask for. I'm glad that she has learned and grown since then. That's no longer how she feels, but I think that there is a 
it's a very, very fine line between this is important information that I would like to know about these people and this should not prevent them from competing on a trashy reality dating show. So like, I don't like you if you voted for Trump either time, but I don't think that that's something that should bar you from being on the show. Yeah. The girl who did the airplane bottles with Zach Mm -hmm. during AFR, she has both attended an NRA convention recently and she dressed as Pocahontas for Halloween one year and it's definitely appropriating the costume kind of unclear if it was a brown face situation or not that I feel like is relevant to know Mm -hmm. like the NRA 15 years ago was somewhat different from the NRA today the NRA today is effectively a terrorist organization you should not be going to their meetings yeah it's just I don't know. I don't know how you get to like draw that line of like exactly. And like I wish I did because I was like, yeah, it's like important to know this some of this information, but I can't be like, all right, just look up these certain things and that's it. I think that a thorough social media deep dive is not an unrealistic expectation for the producers to have mm-hmm. like Taylor Nolan's tweets uh Taylor Nolan from mm-hmm. Nick's mm-hmm. season where she just offended every single marginalized community you could think of those were on her Twitter account that she had after the show and before the show like no reason why she should have been on the show with that sort of hate for all sorts of different communities. Granted, it's impossible to hunt down every contestant's yearbook from every year they were in high school. Like that's not a realistic expectation. So something like Eric probably wouldn't have been caught, but I think it's fair to ask, like, have you appropriated another culture as a Halloween costume, as a spirit week costume have you said the n-word is there evidence of this on social media Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff so yeah we'll see how this next season goes in more exciting news paradise starts tomorrow uh the best birthday present for you that anyone could give is the gift of paradise i'm so excited (laughs) the gift of paradise Um, apparently lace fakes having a birthday during paradise because she's not getting enough attention and I just that is what I want (laughs) and this is why paradise is superior at this point in time because you have things like that exactly exactly and because I'm still saying I think babyface Tyler is going on paradise and he's falling in love and that's why he didn't get his hot seat I hope so. I really hope you're right. He is not my type, but he is so earnest and so sweet. Clearly such a nice guy. So Mm -hmm. Uh, what thoughts did your mom have? (laughs) My mom, I asked her yesterday before she left and she goes, let me put my stuff down. I have a lot of, lot to say. She goes, first off, this season was a waste of my time and everyone's time. (laughs) And I was like, okay, starting strong. She's not wrong. Um, She goes, Gabby got the short end of the stick. We didn't get to see anything about her and Eric being happy because Mm -hmm. we were too focused on Rachel screaming at Tino about something we already knew. Mm -hmm. And she should have dumped Tino the second whose family was rude because I told her that that week anyway. And she didn't listen to me. And I said, (laughs) that already happened. She goes, (laughs) that's in the past. (laughs) She was just like, She's like, that man, at that point, you knew it was never going to work out. Mm -hmm. His family didn't like you. You didn't like his family. And like, that's the future you were seeing for yourself. And And he kept on hand waving all of that too. And she was like, and you let a good guy like Avon go. Mm -hmm. And then now you think you could just pick up where you left off and you can't, you messed it up. Yep. Um, But that it was a waste of time. And that she thinks Zach's Zach season is going to be boring and she's upset about it and all the girls seem crazy. 
I have no notes. Spot on. And I was like, my mom and I have argued most of this season, but we have, we came to the end and we've come to an agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Came to the same final conclusion. And that's Mm -hmm. what matters most. Different paths, same destination. So exactly. Well, this, uh, this was, and now it has been, and now it will be no more. (laughs) But we did it. We did it survived this season physically physically yes <laughs> we've got bright things coming ahead yes I'm aka so paradise i'm so excited for the intro song for paradise and the my little... favorite part of this entire franchise paradise intros so we better see some good ones so we will ideally be back with weekly episodes for Paradise. Thank you for bearing with us as we enter our busy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are excited to talk about our favorite show in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have feedback, please make me a TikTok. Yeah. If you have feedback, please direct your TikToks towards us. I also said if you want some dramatic inside scoops, DM me. <laughs> I have the scoop. The tea is piping. You definitely <laughs> want to ask Paulina who she knows. It's it's pretty darn good tea. But we will hear from you guys soon. We'll be back. And love you lots. Thanks for listening. Happy paradise season, everybody. <laughs>